0: go. Okay, so good morning everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks for you guys out there in space. Um, I did it again. So our theme this month has been divine discomfort. Oh golly, now what? And it's my job or my pleasure to wrap it up, make sense of the whole thing. So, in our first week, we had the OWL in growth. Reverend Patty talked about that gap or space between where we are and where we can become that we all have the urge to create and that creation looks very different from one to another. One might repair cars while another might solve the puzzle of a tax return. Oh, there's one right there. Uh, Week two, we talked about transforming our world with a reminder that everything starts from the inside out. That we need to remember to keep our vibration, our frequency high and positive and have a contagious faith. Last week we talked about the journey home and that in the same way that our bodies are made up of cells, we are the cells of the universe. We're all created out of one thing and we are returning to pure consciousness. So now what? Well, that's what I wanted to know, now what? (laughs) In the beautiful song that the choir just sang, the lyrics say, think about God's love. Think about God's goodness. So this happened on the first week of the month where I'm on on my way here. I saw all of the homeless folks that are hunkering down and that really gets me. When something really gets me frustrated or super mad. My expression, I know this is already gonna make you laugh, but my expression is, that really frosts my pancakes. (laughs) See, I knew it. So homelessness is something that really frosts my pancakes. I know there's many causes that we want to support and, and that need our attention. There's gender equality, and racial equality, and voting rights, and LBGTQ, our friends of other sexual orientations, body autonomy, homelessness, veterans' issues, and so many others. Homelessness is one of the ones that gets me. First of all, I don't understand why we have homelessness. Sometimes when I mention the unhoused, I get strange comments. They seem strange to me. Oh, they want to be homeless. Really, would shelters be overflowing if people wanted to be homeless? Or, well, you know they're mentally ill. And I agree that some folks that are on the streets maybe are mentally ill but does that mean they don't deserve dignity and respect or proper care there's one day a year that the city counts or the county I guess counts the homeless people because it is a moving population so they do it one day a year and uh, Last year, there were 10,264 homeless people. There's one school district in San Diego that has 25% of the children are unhoused. Sorry, that gets me. That's a shocking number. And you can't say that children want to be homeless. Every time 10 people find a home 16 people become homeless. People don't want to see homeless people out in their neighborhood. They don't want the solution in their neighborhood. And often they don't want to spend the money there either. But what if this one were your sister or your son or daughter? Then we'd do everything we could to help them. In some cultures, we wouldn't find many folks homeless because they take care of each other. They take in that troubled person until they can become stable or they get back on their feet. Here, we seem to be concerned that if I give something to help that one, I won't have enough. Did we all forget that we live in an abundant universe? In Matthew, there's a story of a king that separates two groups of people. And he says to the one group, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And they say, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or sick? And the king answers, truly, I tell you, inasmuch as you have done it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. But then he says to the other group, I was hungry and you did not give me food. I was thirsty and you did not give me drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. And they asked, when did you see me? When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger? And he answers, inasmuch as you did not do it for me, pardon me, inasmuch as you did not do it for one of the least ones, you also did not do it for me. Because we're all one, and we're all one of the one, whatever happens to one of us happens to all. Until we can see spirit in everyone, we're still learning on our journey. I want you to know that this talk is not particularly about homelessness. It's more about spirit's love, and spirit's love for everyone. It's about compassion. The theme, as I mentioned for the month, is divine discomfort. I've often heard about divine discontent and I started thinking about the difference. And for me, the answer is the divine discomfort is the feeling of knowing that something isn't right. The divine discontent then is the restlessness I feel when I want to do something and I don't know what to do. So that, that's a so now what moment. One answer is always start with prayer. You may have heard that before here. Start with prayer. Prayer, pray for the solution to be revealed. Pray for what is mine to do. Or pray for how can I serve. And then you do the thing that you're already good at. Maybe you're good at writing letters. Maybe you have the resources to send a donation. Maybe you make sandwiches or posters. Maybe you march for the cause. Now here's a big red, red alert. Red alert. In the same way that our words have power personally, They have power for our causes and our activism as well. So it's very, still very important to be for something and not against. Okay, listen to these words. I'm fighting for peace. How does that even make sense? A better way to say what you believe in is, I stand for peace. I commit to peace, I support peace, or for any of our causes or injustices. I stand for women's rights, I stand for racial equality. Make sure that your activism is positive. And please don't think that everyone has to be an activist. We all have our specialty. As long as what you're doing is supporting And positive it all helps maybe your superpower is prayer know the spiritual truth of any situation there is an abundance of good in the universe remember that and it's available to all dr. Holmes blessed everyone and everything he saw people moving from a house and he blessed them to find a better living situation He blessed businesses he was a patron of. Every situation is an opportunity to practice our teaching and to bless people and to know that higher truth. The song, Think About God's Love, is really think about God's love for everyone. It's like the sun or the rain. It doesn't just fall on some people and not others. God's love falls on all of us the same. And how? It's through people. Spirit or God works through people. It works through us. I'm gonna give you an example, two of them in fact. In, in 2016, 10,000 affordable housing units were removed to be replaced by upscale condos and so forth, leaving a very large group of people unhoused. A local musician and jazz singer named Steph Johnson, she started bringing food and blankies to these neighbors of hers that were now unhoused. Then she met two people who helped her. One was a pastor at a very modest church who let her use some space there. And the other one was an unsheltered woman who said that in Chicago they had a choir for their unhoused people. And so between those two connections, Steph created the voices of our city choir. Maybe some of you know about it. Um, from, From then, well, currently they have 225 people in their choir. They provide showers, meals, and other services to these unhoused neighbors, and they provide a social network for people that would not have any connections otherwise. In fact, uh, uh, one season the choir was on America's Got Talent, and they got the golden buzzer. person that saw a need. Uh, One day I was in a parking lot and there was a car next to me that had one of those magnetic signs. It said, Shariah's Closet, Emergency Clothes with Dignity and Respect. And I thought, hmm, what's that all about? So when I looked it up later, I saw that when people are leaving a situation like domestic violence, they leave and they have nothing or um, when they're leaving, being homeless, there are agencies that provide them with furniture or maybe household items, but they don't provide for personal care items or clothes. When they're coming out of jail or some other kind of transitional housing, it's the same thing. So this gal had started collecting clothing and personal care items first just in her patio, but then when she was overflowing the patio, she met a gentleman who was, he helped her get a business plan and so forth, and he helped her move into a bigger space and then a second bigger space, so now she's on El Cajon Boulevard. She has um, clothes for men, women, teens, children, babies, and also personal care items and diapers and so forth. The reason I'm telling you this is just to show you that you don't always have to know what's next. You don't have to know how it's gonna play out. When these gals were ready, both of them met someone who could help. This is how the universe conspires on our behalf. Every one of us has a cause or a passion that's close to our hearts. It could be children, could be animals, it could be equality, in any and all its forms. We do what we can. My favorite quote from the Science of Mind textbook says, Until you provide the consciousness, spirit cannot make the gift. Now the truth is, everything is consciousness. I'm sure you've heard stories of people who, were, who won the lottery and then they lost all their winnings, and why? It's because they had not changed their consciousness. They were still in poverty thinking, or maybe they had some belief that said, nothing ever works for me. We have a lot to do. As Reverend Patty said, everything starts in consciousness. We change and we grow our consciousness first about what is possible meaning first what is possible for us personally and what is possible for the least of our brethren who need our help and our compassion. In a Science of Mind textbook Dr. Holmes said, never limit your view of life by any past experience. It's not a question of failing or succeeding. It's simply of sticking to an idea until it becomes a tangible reality. The illusion is in the way we look at things. We have looked at poverty, degradation, and misery until they have assumed gigantic proportions. Now we must look at harmony, happiness, plenty, prosperity, peace and right action until they appear it can be hard to see the solution to so many of our situations especially when we're surrounded by doom and gloom on the news and and even in personal conversations like have you seen how high the rents are and you know we have these conversations but Know that there is a solution. The truth is we don't have to know, but Spirit does. So keep knowing that there is a solution and that it is life-affirming and harms no one. Keep knowing that the power for good in the universe is stronger than anything else. And then when you get that nudge or that inspiration to act, do that thing because you never know where that action will lead, who who we might become acquainted with, or how that may be a stepping stone to something greater. To recap, when you get that so now what feeling, prayer first, know there's a solution, do the thing you can do and act on your intuition or your nudges and always give or be love. I'm just going to close with this story. It's called the most beautiful heart. One day a young man was standing in the middle of the town proclaiming that he had the most beautiful heart in the whole valley. A large crowd gathered and they all admired his heart for it was perfect. There was not a mark or a flaw in it. They all agreed it truly was the most beautiful heart they had ever seen. The young man was very proud, and he boasted more loudly about his beautiful heart. Suddenly, an old man appeared at the front of the crowd and said, Why, your heart is not nearly as beautiful as mine. The crowd and the young man looked at the old man's heart, it was beating strongly, but it was full of scars. It had places where pieces had been removed, other pieces had been put in. They didn't quite fit right, and there were several jagged edges. In fact, in some places, there were deep gouges where whole pieces are missing. The People thought, how can he say his heart is more beautiful? The young man looked at the old man's heart and saw its state and he laughed. You must be joking. Compare your heart with mine. Mine is perfect and yours is a mess of scars and tears. Yes, the old man said, yours is perfect looking, but I would never trade it with you. You see, every scar represents a person to whom I have given my love. I tear out a piece of my heart and I give it to them and often they give me a piece of their heart which fits into the empty place in mine but because the pieces aren't exact I have some rough edges which I cherish because they remind me of the love we shared sometimes I have given pieces of my heart away and the other person hasn't returned a piece of their heart to me These are the empty gouges. Giving love is taking a chance. (sighs) Although these gouges are painful, they stay open, reminding me of the love I have for these people too. And I hope someday they may return and fill that space I have waiting. So now do you see what true beauty is? The young man stood silently with tears running down his cheeks. He walked up to the old man, reached into his perfect young and beautiful heart, sorry, and ripped a piece out. He offered it to the old man with trembling hands. The old man took his offering. He placed it in his heart, and then he took a piece from his his old scarred heart and placed it in the wound in the young man's heart. It fit, but not perfectly, as there were some jagged edges. The young man looked at his heart, not perfect anymore, but more beautiful than ever, since love from the old man's heart flowed into his. They hugged and they walked away side by side. So remember, my friends, that we are the light and we make a difference to each other and to the world. Thank you.